The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Doug Powell, the uh, president of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, and I welcome you. I hope everybody's got their top hats and their spats and their uh their tuxedos and and their gowns on oh wait maybe we didn't ask people to do that uh then maybe what what we should do is uh say uh welcome to the come as you are 25th anniversary celebration of the of the uh alliance on aging and vision laws uh, the affiliate of the american council of the blind and uh i uh, hope you guys are going to have a great time so uh, let's get this party started. performance and what a great song it was the number one hit record in 1999 believe by chair 1999 also saw the launch of the pokemon franchise which exploded all across the united states on a more somber note it was on may 3rd 1999 that a Category F5 tornado slammed into Oklahoma City, killing 
42 people injuring 665 and causing $1 billion in damage. And do you remember how everybody was worried back then about the Y2K meltdown? Even Time Magazine set up a special generator and a war room in the basement of the Time Life building, expecting the worst. PayPal was called one of the worst business ideas of the year. Now a billion-dollar brand used by 300 million people around the world. Who wants to be a millionaire? premiered on TV in 1999, and at its peak was more popular than Monday Night Football. Britney Spears made the cover of Rolling Stone magazine and shocked and scandalized the public by posing in her underwear at age 17. The euro was first introduced and became the national currency of 11 countries in 1999, and the first SpongeBob SquarePants episode was aired in 1999. George W. Bush announced his campaign to run for president, and the third book in the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, was released in 1999. Also of note, the American Council of the Blind, at its mid-year meeting in Los Angeles on February 14th, Valentine's Day, approved affiliate status to the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, which makes it 25 years of age this month. The AC Board's vote was unanimous. The Alliance listed 65 charter members and an elected nine-member board. Teddy Joy Remhild was chosen its first president. The other officers were Freddie Pico, vice president, Roy Ward, recording secretary, Al Gazagian, corresponding secretary, Gerald L. Counselor, Treasurer. The board members were Edda Berg, Gene Sanders, Millie Lillibridge, and Flora Beck Weintraub. Bill Lewis was chosen newsletter editor and ex officio board member. President Remhild pointed out that as an affiliate, the allowance would now have the greater ability to reach out to the new population of older visually impaired adults and would empower the affiliate's membership to speak for itself regarding aging issues and needs. The alliance, she said, will be inclusive of all vision loss experiences with the emphasis on aging. We'll hear more words from Teddy Joy Remhild later on, but now let's turn it over to AAVL's past president, Jeff Tom, who will introduce us to some special guests. Thank you, Larry. That's some great nostalgia back in 1999. And at this point, we're going to hear 
some interviews with uh, various uh, former and current leaders and staff members of the American Council of Blind who knew Teddy Joy Rempild and another person who was very instrumental in starting AAVL, the former executive director of the American Council of the Blind, Oral Miller. Our first uh, few interviews are going to focus on Oral, and they are with Paul Edwards, immediate or not, not immediate, a past president of the organization, Sharon Lovering, who is the current uh, editor of the Braille Forum, and the past executive director of ACB, Melanie Brunson. So with that, let's hear some interviews. Okay, uh, we have with us today to talk a little about Oral Miller, a past president of the American Council of the Blind, Paul Edwards. How you doing, Paul? Hey, Jeff. Thank you for asking me to do this. So tell us some of the ways that you were involved with Oral. For uh, a long time, um, we were we were kind of friends in the background. And then, of course, when, when I was president, I supervised Oral, so I was his boss for a while. Uh, one, of, one of my memories uh, before I became president was uh, going to Egypt with him for a meeting of the World Blind Union and wandering down into a pyramid with him. And um, he was ahead of me and didn't tell me there was a there was something coming up that I could bump my head on and found it very funny that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Oral was very much well-known um, by people overseas because of his involvement with, uh, with athletics and because of, because of his work with the, um, the Blind Sports Organization, the International Blind Sports Agency. Yeah, he certainly did a, an awful lot for blind sports in, the country, in this country and throughout the world. He did, and and I guess that was his early involvement with ACB because he was he came into ACB through blind bowling. What do you think made Oral such a fierce and effective advocate for people who are blind or who have low vision generally, and specifically for seniors with vision loss? I I think part of the reason was that uh, he he had always perceived himself as as having to fight battles to gain acceptance as a lawyer. And so I think that one of the things that he wanted to do was to try to make certain that other blind people didn't have the same problem that he had. Um, I think it's significant that um, when, when he was in college, one of the things that he admired the most was uh, the degree to which he felt like the, the, the folks in his college class valued what he did and who he was yeah i remember he had a long standing and i think basically till near the end of his life a relationship to his uh, princeton alumni yes he did yeah yep sure did if uh oral was speaking to this 25th anniversary show today what do you think he would want to impart to the audience. I think one of the things that he would want to impart was be as physically active as you can. I think one of the things that really bothered Oral was the fact that that he lost that ability towards the end. Uh, all of his life, he was very active physically and and 
uh, very involved with sports and with sports organizations. And, and I think one of the things that, that he felt most strongly about was that ACB needed to take a stronger role than, than we sometimes did in, in terms of exercise and fitness. So he was very, very keen on using the funds that we got from Dr. Buell, who was the athletic director at the School for the Blind in California, um, to do something at every convention with regard to fitness. Yes, he absolutely was. That recreation zone was his baby. No question about mm-hmm. that. So describe oral for us in three words. Feisty, opinionated, and stalwart. <laughs> absolutely. Couldn't agree with those words more. Well, thank you very much, Paul, for addressing our uh, AAVL anniversary show and telling us a little bit about your impressions of oral. We appreciate it. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you for asking. Okay, so Sharon, as I understand it, you knew oral both as a work colleague, a boss, and a friend. So tell us about how you uh, came to know Oral and what your impressions uh, were of him over the years. I first met Oral the day I came for an interview for the editorial assistant position back in 1993. And I was sitting in the the front area of the uh, 1155 15th Street Northwest address. And along comes this large, tall man, and he introduces himself to me. Hi, I'm Oral Miller, national representative, and you are? And so I introduce myself to him, and we shake hands, (laughs) and he says, uh, you talk like a limey. (laughs) (laughs) Nolan comes out a few minutes later and takes me into the conference room for the interview and the typing test and the proofreading test, and that was my first introduction up close and personal to any blind person. Oh, interesting. Yep. What do you think made Oral such a fierce and effective advocate for people who are blind or have low vision, and especially for seniors with vision loss? I think a lot of that came from his experience when he was blinded as a young child. He had to fight for his education. And eventually they did decide to ship him to the Kentucky School for the Blind. Sympathetic blindness. Uh, He lost the one eye that the light bulb had gone into. And then a few days later, he lost the other. That's what made him so fierce, so strong, so determined. He didn't want anybody to be left out, unable to do even the simplest things for themselves. He believed everybody deserved access to transportation, to voting, to Braille, deserved the chance to learn, to go to school, get an education. You are right. If Oral was here addressing this 20th, 5th anniversary show today, what do you think he'd want to tell us? I think he would say, keep up the good work, keep up the fight. And to borrow a line from Clark, keep advocating. There you go. So my final question, describe Oral in three words. Sportsman, statesman, advocate. 
Couldn't have said it better myself. And you know, a thing about Oral that I always reflected upon, when you were in the room with Oral, he made you feel like you were the only person in his orbit. He had the ability to just make you feel like you were the the in thing. Yeah, for sure. And at first we just had sort of a boss worker kind of vibe. And then when his, the lady who was his assistant left, um, forget whether it was 98 or 99, to go to grad school, uh, Oral asked me would I, like, would I like to do his sports reading after hours for him. I said, sure. I had no idea just how much work that would be. It was fun, and I got to know a lot of the international and national blind sports men and women. Oral was largely responsible for bringing some of these athletes to the convention to speak, to assist with the recreation zone, and so much more. All right. Well, thank you so very much for talking with us today. We certainly appreciate uh, your thoughts about Oral Miller. You're welcome. My pleasure. So we're going to talk now with a former uh, executive director of the American Council of the Blind, Melanie Brunson. Uh, tell us something about your involvement with uh, Oral and uh, your impressions of him. Well, of course, Oral was executive director of ACB when I first came to work at ACB as the advocacy uh, director. And uh, so I worked directly with Oral for the first uh, couple of months of my, my employment. And then he retired um, from his position. And, uh, but he became... Um, a member of the board. Uh, so I saw him frequently at board meetings. I also saw him a lot at the local chapter meetings of ACB of DC, the, the DC council meetings. Um, and he would pop into the office periodically to uh, ask uh, if he could, you know, uh, get assistance from other staff members. I think for a while, um, Sharon Lovering, who was um, working on the Braille Forum, was also his reader. So she would pop in to give her uh, mail or thing, ask her for assistance with things. So I saw him a lot over the years. What do you think made Oral such an effective and fierce advocate for people who are blind or who have low vision, and especially seniors with vision loss. Oral's, his style of advocacy was a bit deceptive because, as you probably remember, Oral's speaking style was a bit slow and deliberative. And often he would, if you asked him a question, he would start out with, well, and, uh, I think that it it struck some people as not the style that you associate with advocacy, but Oral was determined. He, and if he knew what he wanted, I think the thing that helped his uh, success rate, if you will, was his 
willingness to stay the course until he got what he wanted. And even if it, you know, seemed to some people to take a while, um, he was, he kept after it. If Oral were speaking to this AAVL 20th anniversary show, what do you think he would want to impart to the audience? First, Oral would probably tell a story uh, because Oral loved to tell stories. Um, and it would be a story that involved some success at achieving an important advocacy goal. Or it would be a story about a person in ACB who beat the odds, so to speak, and um, and achieved something significant, either in for blind people in general or for seniors in particular. Then I think his advice would be: stay the course. Don't get discouraged. Even if you get discouraged. Don't give up, because if something's worth pursuing, it's worth pursuing until you succeed at it, until you get it done. Yeah, and I think that's what he and Teddy Joy definitely had in common. They were both incredibly persistent, weren't they? Absolutely. You know, they. I mean, and that was a good. That's a good example of of how oral worked because I think sometimes Teddy. Teddy wore her heart on her sleeve. Um, the founding of AAVL was something she was passionate about. Sometimes she got discouraged with oral. I remember her expressing to me that she was frustrated because she didn't know if he cared because he didn't say it a whole lot. And when he did say it, it wasn't as passionate as she was in her her comments about it. And um, but but I said to her at the time, don't don't uh, misunderstand. I think you're you're not giving oral credit where it's due because um, I think he does care. It's just that your way of expressing your passion is much different than his, and uh, so I think I think that proved to be true. Thank you very much. That's a uh, that's a really uh, incisive um, point that you just made about the two of them, and I, I, we appreciate your interview today. And and thanks so much for joining us, Melanie. It's my pleasure. Thank you for asking me. We are now ready to move on to our first door prize of the day, and to present our door prizes, we have AAVL board member Danette Dixon. The, the first door prize is a patty slaby's cookies yum and i've already done the number and it's um nine seven two one seven one can you unmute and tell us who you are please hello this is neva fairchild at nine seven two one seven one neva you just won a door prize of patty slaby's cookies <laughs> Oh, they are Thank excellent. you so much. And you have AAVL's contact information, right? Yeah, I do. Yes, so we can send that to you. Yes. Okay. Thank you.
Now that is Thank true you. foreshadowing because folks, we're going to hear from Neva later today. So we're now gonna have a couple of interviews that focus more on Teddy Joe Renhill. And for that, we're going to hear from Susan Glass, who wears a number of hats in ACB, including the, uh, uh, she heads the committee on the Bay contest for the audio description project. And we're then going to hear from uh, former ACB president and, uh, and, and former CCB president both, um, as well as another CCB president mentioned Donna Pomerantz. So, Larry, here we go. So, good morning, uh, Susan. We have Susan Glass with us uh, to talk a little bit about Teddy Joe Remhill. Tell us how you came to know uh, uh, Teddy Joy. We met in person in 2015 at the ACB convention in Dallas, but we'd actually met by phone three months earlier when I interviewed her for a profile that I was writing about her life for the Blind Californian, and I immediately fell in love with her voice. I don't know if you remember it, but it crackled with spunk and determination and joy. There's, there's the reason there's joy in that name, because it fits her. Um, it's no accident that that is part of her name and we clicked we talked for hours about her activism and her writing and just the variety of activities she had we made a journey from her childhood to her present day by phone she was working on her memoirs at the time and we knew we had to meet and so um teddy joy was born in 1933 which made her 82 years old when we met in dallas she was by then tiny and also thin boned, but she had this hearty handshake that said, I'm with you. That's that's the only way I can describe it. And that exuberant voice of hers. And it was the only time we met in person, but I will always remember it and remember her. And after I met her, every time I heard her name or looked at an article by her, somebody said, Oh, I, I gotta read that. You know, she's special. So that's how we that's how we connected. It's interesting you mentioned her voice, because I was thinking about saying this, and this gives me the perfect opportunity. For an 80-year-old-plus person, she, her voice sounded like someone who is about 40 or 30 or something like that. It was eternally youthful. Just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And and the, it just, it was contagious. You were around her, and you felt that way. What do you think made Teddy Joy such a fierce and effective advocate for people who are blind or have low vision, and especially for seniors with vision loss? Well, first, we have to think about her hard knocks beginning. She had a very rough childhood. When she was a little girl, she and her baby sister were living together, and I think things weren't too well with her mom. They were abandoned in the apartment sometimes for three days at a time. They got rickets because they were malnourished. She was nearly killed in a car accident. And to top all that off, she had her vision loss. Then she had central vision, but she was having difficulties even then. At some point in her mid-childhood, her grandmother began to raise her, and she said that's when things turned around. But I think... And I'm going to talk about the specific things that she did in a moment in her career. But I think when you undergo that kind of beginning and you decide that you're going to survive, that arms you with a great deal of compassion for other people, which you then carry forward into your life. It doesn't make you self-centered. It's just the opposite. And so I think that uh, has a lot to do with, with the Teddy Joy that we knew. 
um, she encountered NFB first. And she said, she described that as a real gut punch realization of being surrounded by blind people. She had lost quite a revision by then. And she said, I walked into this room and there were all these folks with canes running around and dogs and braille and they were shouting. And she said, I burst into tears. I, I don't, I, this isn't me. I don't want to do this. Well, think about that. If you lose any sense in your life, whether it's your vision or your hearing and, and you're you don't like what's going coming down at first. And that's a normal part of adjustment. It's grieving. And I'll bet you that she carried that forward into people she met and counseled. I just think she did. Now, she was 35 years old at that point and had lost her central vision. She left NFB after two years because she disliked what she called its only one way of being blind philosophy. At some point, she met Mitch Pomerantz. And he told her about CCB. She joined CCB in 1991 and never left. And here's where we get to her accomplishments, because I think if you're getting to know Teddy Joy and she's helping you with your vision changes, what you hear about her life inspires you. At age 54, she earned a degree in gerontology from USC. In addition to working full time, she served on the CCB board. She started the ACB Alliance on Aging, and she co-founded the ACB Multicultural Concerns Committee. She regularly attended ACB conventions, and for a number of years, she hosted the Friends in Art annual prose and poetry reading. She served as a legislative chair for the Glendale Burbank chapter, as well as its president, and she also worked on the Governmental Affairs Committee. And towards the end of her life, she was appointed as a board member to the public authority for in-home supportive services for Los Angeles County. And years earlier, she'd actually worked for the same organization as a paid employee, she said, but I can never retire. Um, an acronym for that organization, by the way, is PASC, standing for Personal Assistance Services Council. She brought this wealth of experience to CCB, seniors and blind people undergoing vision loss and vision change. And she was a forthcoming person. So if you talk to her, you'd find out all these things, but not in a boastful way. She would just let you know that that was part of the path and it made you wanted to take a path also. Uh, if Teddy Joy were speaking to this 25th anniversary show, what do you think she would want to tell our listeners? She'd remind us that we're better off working together as a community than going things alone. She'd tell us that we are more than our vision loss. Yes, it's a part of us, but it's only a piece of our entire identity and that we don't have to fit a niche. There are myriad ways of living blind and we should celebrate them all. Uh, and uh, I think that the advice that she offered to writers uh, when I knew her applies here. She said, write what matters to you in life, be personal, don't gloss over life's reality. So do the work in life that matters to you personally. Don't gloss over the hard stuff. Let, your, let yourself guide you into what, what your service is. And she said, get in touch with your real self and be who you are and don't be who you think other people want you to be. I wish somebody had told me that when I was a teenager, but I think it really fits at any point along the way that we are in this journey. Absolutely. Thank you very much for talking with us today about Teddy Joy Rumhill. So we are presenting today a number of people who are going to provide us some thoughts about uh, Teddy Joy Remhild and Oral Miller. And our discussion today will be with 
um, two people that it has been my honor to know for many years and who I have, uh, have the utmost respect. They wear so many hats, but for today's purposes, uh, Mitch and Donna Pomerantz are both former presidents of the California Council of the Blind. So as leaders of the California Council of the Blind, tell us about some of the ways in which you were involved with Teddy Joy Remhill. If, if Teddy Joy was into an issue, you had no choice but to be involved with her. She was a tremendous advocate, particularly for, for seniors and certainly for, for women, blind and visually impaired women. So during my, my time, my two years as CCB president, um, she was certainly involved in in those activities what do the two of you think made teddy joy such a fierce and effective advocate for people who are blind or who have low vision and especially for seniors with vision loss i met teddy joy in the late 80s early 90s at the ccb office and i don't recall if it was before the 94 earthquake or not so it was either at the Northridge office when we had one or at the Burbank office subsequently. I suspect it was at the Northridge office. And at the time, what brought Teddy Joy and I together um, was that she was working on her master's degree in gerontology from my alma mater, the University of Southern California. And Teddy Joy had gone back to school in her 40s um, in order to get that degree in gerontology because that was her abiding interest, seniors. And since she had uh, low vision, she uh, it, was, it was an issue, an item near and dear to her heart. So what made Teddy Joy a fierce advocate was that it was very personal to her. Every issue that she would become involved with, she wasn't going to let go until it was finished. Uh, in 1995, when Kathy Skyvers decided to run against me um, after my first term as CCB president, and of course she, uh, she won, but the person that I went to to ask to run with me as first vice president was Teddy Joy, because I had that level of respect for her and her ability uh, as as a, a person, you know, forget woman, as a person, exactly, uh, as someone who um, could could serve and work with me. And, uh, and carry on our mission. If Teddy Joy were speaking to this 25th anniversary show, what do you think she might want to tell us? Oh, I think she'd have a no. lot to say. <laughs> um, you know, first, first of all, um, funding for uh, our, our assistive devices uh, you know, our, our ongoing legislative effort, which, which actually began during my term as president, so it's close to 15 years ago, uh, that, that funding, that's never happened. The pilot project has never happened. 
um, what we've advocated for in that regard have, has never come to fruition. And I think what, what she would say is, we're not trying hard enough. We're not working hard enough. Um, we're, we need to do much more to push our agenda on a national level. Teddy Joy would say uh, that we are allowing ourselves to be distracted and passive. We need to be fierce. I, I think you're spot on with that particular answer. Thank you very much, both of you. We appreciate you talking with us today. So that those interviews were absolutely amazing. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed them as much as I did. Uh, this part of the show is uh, mainly, as you obviously have guessed, devoted to the past of AAVL. And I want to tell you, um, it's kind of interesting, from my perspective, the way that uh, Melanie talked about the comparison between uh, Oral and Teddy Joy. Because Oral definitely had a slow advocacy fire burning within him, and it was never quenched. Whereas Teddy Joy's fire was boiling hot. Uh, you could barely live through it. She was so passionately into whatever she was doing. But they got to the same result because... Uh, his passion, although low-key, and hers, although very tempestuous, really was uh, devoted to ensuring that we got the best results we could in a variety of issues, including, of course, uh, for programs and services for seniors with vision loss. Um, so now we're going to come back to Danette for another door prize. All right, today, right now, this is a, the second door, is $25 cash donated by Patricia Lepofsky, sorry. <laughs> and the winner is, it says Caddy, so it's K-A-T-I, I think. Okay. It's, it's not Katie Lear, it's uh, Katie Pinckney, a brand new member. Okay, so she needs to send an email. Do, do you have our information, Kathy? Yes, I do. Okay, we're good then. Yes. So, Katie Pinckney, congratulations. So, be thinking, folks, because in a few minutes we're going to have time to reflect, in a very few minutes, to reflect on AAVL um primarily it's past but if you want to talk about the present that's fine too but first we're going to hear an article that was written by teddy joy remhild so uh let's take it away words by teddy joy remhild from an article published in the braille from december 2013 entitled creative, creative aging it ain't over until it's over. <laughs> now that I have actually attained the amazing age of 80 years, how does that feel to me and to the others in my world? For me, it is a breathtaking thought. 
How did it arrive so quickly? Do I feel decrepit, demented, or displaced? How am I perceived by those I I encounter in my world? Do they view me as any of the above? Or do they view me as amazing? Or the exception to the negative image of old woman? These are only a few of the questions which occasionally cross my mind as I proceed into old age, and I do not go quietly into that dark night. Dark night. Why do we aging as being similar to a crime? We especially criminalize females who dare to age, turn gray, or display a wrinkle. I wonder why aging has become a dreaded prospect, and yet we hear that more and more people are celebrating 100th birthdays. I want to be one of the celebrators and to proclaim that I am still of as much value as any young girl, and possibly even more so. So, I have more knowledge experience, hopefully wisdom and creative thoughts, now than at previous times in my younger life. I am smarter about my relationships and about how I choose them. I keep friendships and cherish them, and that's a new realization of aging. As I come to the awareness of how valuable and limited my time is, I not only cherish it, I expend it selectively and with great care and consideration. I also carefully select those with whom I will spend that treasured time. Consciously care about my mental and physical health, and I work hard at disciplining and educating myself on ways to enhance both aspects of my humanity. As I create my personal version of aging, I must, at the same time, confront and protest the meaning and disrespectful attitudes which permeate our media and our perceptions. While I was a student at the USC School of Gerontology, one of the facts which stuck with me is that if you hate the idea of aging, that will ultimately become self-fulfilling in your own aging process. I celebrated my 80th birthday and plan to celebrate the gift of every birthday as they unfold and my own unique version of creative aging. That is such an amazing article, and I think Teddy Joy would be incredibly proud that it was read by Larry Johnson, who you'll hear from later. Larry is such a legend, not only in ACB, but he is an incredible member of AAVL and responsible in large part 
uh, as the brainchild behind this 25th anniversary event. So kudos to you, Larry, and thank you for reading that article. And now I'm going to turn it over to our incomparable, in my opinion, um, host today, Sheila Young, to recognize all of or some of you out there for a few minutes to give your thoughts on AAVL and especially the past of AAVL. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Ray. Well, well, good afternoon, Jeff. Good afternoon, everybody in AABL. And first of all, wearing my ACB second vice president hat, I want to congratulate you on 25 wonderful years of advocacy and hard work representing people who are um, seniors uh, with vision loss. Um, and I certainly wish you all the best in hopefully 25 and hopefully many, many more years of uh, advocacy and i also convey that congratulations as the president of a a brother a sister special interest affiliate acb lions um i have um it's been a pleasure to watch aavl uh and and the work that you guys have done uh in you know i'm, I'm honored to be a member and um because I'm aging myself. And uh, <laughs> um, and so uh, just to watch the work uh, that you have done. And I think really, I think the probably one of the biggest things that AAVL has done and, uh, and that is really promote awareness of just the, um, the issues that seniors um, living with vision loss um, can have. And I know uh, my own father, um, is uh, currently dealing with macular degeneration. And certainly, um, you know, so I'm thankful to have had an organization like AAVL to use to learn uh, so much uh, from. And one quick thought about Oral. Um, I just want to share that he, I, he, you are so right. Um, I think it was, um, I think it was Paul that said it. You are so right that he, could make he made you feel like you were the most important person in the room. I remember long before I got into leadership that uh, he, you know, he and I would would talk, and he made me feel, even though I was a just a, a, a regular old ACB member, he made me feel important and made me feel like um, uh, that I had something to say and had something to contribute. And that's certainly a style that um i'll never be as good as him at it but it's certainly a style i want to try to always uh be better at uh, doing so that's all i have to say but hey congratulations on 25 years and good luck on 25 and hopefully many more thank you ray for those very kind words all right and please remember to keep your comments as brief as you can so that everybody has a chance to speak so phil jones you're up Good afternoon. And, uh, you know, I, I am new in AAVL, and I'm looking forward to working and seeing what's going to happen. It's really going to be great. And, you know, sitting here listening to all of this and <clears throat> hearing about Oral, whom I had the pleasure of meeting many times, and yes, I would echo what Ray and Paul said about him making you feel like you're the most important person in the room. He did that to me. And the man, if I had to sum it up, and I say this in the most complimentary way possible, he was a character. He really was. And Teddy Joy, hearing 
about these people and the voice of uh, hearing Melanie Brunson and Mitch Talk and Paul, and it just reminds me of whom I've met over the 40 years I've been involved with ACB, and I'm just looking forward to working in AVL. Thank you, Phil. And don't leave this show because the second half, you're going to learn an awful lot about what's currently happening in the organization. Thank you again. Christy. Christy. Thank you. Christy. Hello. Yeah, it broke up. So I heard the T or the or the something. (laughs) No, that's okay. That's right. So uh, I'm really um, excited because when um, I was at an ACB convention, and maybe Jeff, you know which one it was, because I don't, but you guys are selling tickets for a raffle, and, uh, and Jeff was president, and I said, what the heck is this? So he started describing it to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess we can join that, so we did. I don't know how many years ago that was, but um, I just love the the power and the sage wisdom that we have and the willingness to say yes. Um, And, you know, because of that, we have affiliates like us in California and I'm on the California Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss Board. I'm really happy to be a part of that. Very happy to be uh dealing with membership and I think everyone over the age of you know 50 and even those younger who are interested I think everyone should belong to AAVL thank you thank happy you Christy. 25 all right Penny hi um I am at Teddy Joy when I first came to work for ACB I was new and she was one of the first people I met and the first thing she encouraged me to do, which I immediately did, was to join AAVL. It was a new affiliate that year. And I, I met her because she had moved to Washington, D.C., and uh, or in, in our area. And I will tell you that Teddy Joy really, really, really missed California. She loved California. She never really adjusted to life in the D.C. area. And when she found a job that allowed her to move back to California, she was on the plane. Um, she was, somebody said how, or her article, she said how much she cherished her friendships. And she really did. Because even after she moved back to California, she would call and we would get together at convention. And I always felt appreciated whenever I was with Teddy Joy. She was so passionate about AAVL. She would be so pleased with what's going on with this organization especially in the last like five years. Um, she always said AAVL should be the largest affiliate in ACB. And, and I think you're on the road to that. And um, she would be very happy. She, uh, Teddy Joy didn't get to live to be 100, but she does live on and well for many, many years in, the, in this organization because you have kept her, her goals and her philosophy in your hearts and in your minds and she would be very pleased. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you very much for having this. Thank you, Penny. And I think we are on the road. I really appreciate those words. Time for one more, maybe two. All right, Kenneth. Congratulations and happy 25th to AAVL. 
I'm honored to be a member for the past few years. Uh, I joined while Jeff was president and uh, just love the work that you all have done and are doing. And I just like to say uh, kudos to all the leaders from the beginning to the time we're in right now for making things happen within AVL. Congratulations. Thank you, Kenneth. And Kenneth is a, a leader himself in, in senior issues, so he knows what he's talking about. All right, Donna Brown. Hello, everyone. So um, Oral Miller used to say also, along with Teddy Joy, that AAVL needed to be the largest organization in, in our largest affiliate of ACB. And he said, you only need to be 18 years old to join because everybody's going to be a, a senior at some time. Um, but also, I, I want to commend AAVL. Um, you guys have been very active, uh, very passionate about uh, your your goals and, and mission. But one thing that, that really jumps out to me, and I just think it's so important, and um, is the ins and outs of vision loss that you all offer every week as a community event. And I, that that is so badly needed. And I think it has benefited many people. And I just thank you all for uh, offering that and, and, offering it on a consistent basis and good luck for another 25 years or more 250 who knows thank you all thank you donna and we're going to be hearing from the host of that amazing show that i far too infrequently seem to get to listen to because it is incredible we're going to hear jeff, from her later on jeff you have let's, three hands do you not want to take them let's try and see if we can do it yeah i think all it's right, real quick guys yep all right quick. so karen campbell okay i'll make this quick um i i go back away as program chair and then chair of the uh sassy committee and co-chair We've collaborated with AAVL uh, on several occasions with programming because not only do seniors experience vision loss, it is the fastest growing population of people with dual sensory impairment or dual sensory loss. So we've had the honor of collaborating many times in the past. And I just want to say, Congratulations to the affiliate, and let's move forward for the next 25. Thank you. Thank you. And a hardworking right. member, Karen is. Cherry Pachico. Hi, everyone. Uh, I knew first met Teddy Joy back in 1999. Very similar story to what Penny said. Uh, I remember she just she couldn't wait to get back to California from D.C. Uh, we were both new to the D.C. area at the time, and we kind of learned a lot from each other, I think. Um, but I think one of the things that one of the things that AAVL brought out was such a sense of unity among many, many of our members. You know, yes, Oral was involved, but there were other people who were very involved. I remember I remember one year doing a pancake breakfast in in the president's suite or someplace um, because AAVL and the Derwood K. McDaniel 
committee were working together. And um, I know people like uh, Al Gazagi and, and MJ Schmidt were also very involved with AABL. And I think it's it would, a lot of it had to do with Teddy being able to pull so many people together to do something that would mutually benefit the, both the AAVL and ACB. I mean, when you look at some of the DKM winners that we've had uh, back back in the well today, even um, over the years, um, they've become many of them have become our major leaders in this organization. And a lot of it goes back to things like the work of Teddy Joy and others in the early days of AABL had to do. And I know I was felt very privileged at that time. I was working for ACB and I did a lot of work with Teddy Joy. And I just feel very privileged about that. And I want to wish AAB at that time, I wasn't old enough to be in AABL. I didn't think I was less than 50. Um, but today I am a member and I just want to wish AABL an additional 25 years and keep going. Hopefully we'll all be around for the 50th anniversary. There you Thanks go. very much. Thank you, Terry, for all the kind words. All right. So we're out of time probably. Uh, I think, can we do one more? If Doug says so, we can. Let's do one more and then I'll <laughs> vanish into thin air. All right, Deanna. Um, I met Daddy Joy when I was selling jewelry as Quiet Water Creations, probably in the early 2000s. And I thought, oh, that she was probably my age back then. Um, I joined in 1980, so that was 20 years on. So um, I was in... I may have thought she was even younger than I was because she had such vitality. And I met her because she was shopping, um, buying some of my jewelry. And we had a lovely talk and I thought she was charming and vivacious. And that I didn't realize that she was old enough to be my grandmother <laughs> at the time. And I met Oral Miller, of course, um, when... Uh, um, President Leroy appointed me to something so one of the committees or something I remember um that one and it was um Oral was a charmer and he loved to tease and he loved to give people nicknames so when I was there doing things at the national convention and paying my way by selling jewelry and he figured out that I was quiet water he decided that he was going to adopt a nickname for me that reflected what my brother always teasingly called me which was babbling brook so <laughs> <laughs> very so, good Deanna thank so, you so much have a great day yeah thank you okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go into a cloud of dust here and we're gonna turn it over to Doug I believe for the next time you of want the show. a door prize Oh, that's right. I almost forgot. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. Go for it, Danette. I'm saying okay. goodbye. The next door prize is a $25 gift card from Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, and it goes to Christine Hunsinger. All right. And I know she's a member. So she we know certainly her information. Is. Yes. All right. Thank All right. You. 
It's been fun. Bye, friends. we move toward our present and our future um i think we heard some bubbly being uh being poured and that kind of thing so uh everybody uh pour yourself some bubbly and uh uh let's move into uh the uh the present and uh there's no better way to move into the present than asking uh president uh, deb cook lewis to uh make some remarks deb are you here I am here, and uh, thank you so much, Doug. That's great. It's this is wonderful to be here, and I'm really thrilled that you asked me. I won't take too much of your time because I know you have so many exciting things happening this afternoon, and I've been enjoying the presentations that I've been here for all of it so far, and so that's great. Uh, I will just say, uh, as I kind of open up, that I did know Oral Miller. And um, I really appreciate all the things that people said about him, and I would I would absolutely concur with them, and I have some of my own stories. But um, he was a very special person. I did not know Teddy Joy. Now I knew who she was, and and I'm you know aware of her, very aware of her, and heard her speak at different opportunities. But I never actually met her, and so that sort of brings me to my first comment. Um, which is that I'm glad that you're having an event like this to help people uh, remember the past and learn about the past because I think that's one of the things that's very important. We can get stuck in history and we don't want to do that, but we do need to know about our history and we do need to know about our founding people. And often, you know, when when awards or different things are given out or they're named for people and most people don't know who those people are, it, it loses its meaning. So I'm really glad that you've taken an opportunity today to focus on the founding uh, what parents <laughs> founding founding people of AAVL um, with Oral and and Teddy Joy because I do know that there are people here on this call just looking over the list of people I see here. Um, not to mention those listening on the stream, but uh, I do know that there are people here who didn't know either one of them. And um, as I said, I did not personally know Teddy Joy, so it was good to hear those remembrances in particular of her as well to sort of change my focus. So I uh, wanted to just talk a little bit about the future, and I appreciated some of the comments that people made about the future and the fact that you could uh, join AAVL at any time because you're going to probably age, and <laughs> that's good. 
And I think, you know, our organization and many similar organizations get very, very focused on the notion of recruiting young people into the organization. And why not? I mean, that that's that's important. Uh, but they, they say that those people are our future, and um, certainly to a piece they are. However, I think a great deal of our future lies in our older population because the older population is, first of all, the largest uh, number of people who have vision loss. Uh, When you look at any kind of charting of people with vision loss, you'll see that it's really the senior population because of the various um, vision loss onsets that happen primarily to seniors. And it is seniors who... um, have the most time and money and energy to put into an organization uh, like AAVL and like ACB. So I am extremely glad, uh, both on a personal and an organizational basis, that we have AAVL because um, this is where the greatest need is. And I echo the comments that have been made about the the calls uh, that you have for support and the other things that the organization is doing, because that is such a huge need. So as we go forward in ACB, and as people talk about recruiting younger people and whether we're able to do that, and as I said, I don't want to say that that's not important. I could pop over to the students and talk about the importance of that just as easily, but I think that a very clear piece of this is about how we reach out to the people who are really experiencing vision loss and, as we know, for whom the least resources are available. Uh, efforts are being made to to try to influence um, the programs impacted by the Older Americans Act, and then there is the rehab funding for older blind and other kinds of things that are out there. But the reality is that as the baby boomer population ages, we are not prepared as a country and as a world to take on the unique rehabilitation needs of this population. And so I champion the work of AAVL. I respect it. I applaud it. I support it. I think that you have one of the most important roles in this organization, and you certainly have the ability and uh, prospect of becoming the largest membership group that we have just by virtue of the overwhelming population that there is. So I'm glad for the first 25 years. I'd like to be here for the next 25, and I expect to see many of you here at the end of that as well. And I am absolutely thrilled uh, to be with you today and to celebrate this milestone time. And I thank you so very much. Thank you so much, Deb. And uh, you know, as you get older, the the uh, uh, finding out the history becomes more important. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm glad that we had a bunch of people who could fill it in for us, as you said. Yeah, and you have to keep telling us because now that we're getting older, we'll forget, right? We'll so. forget, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And uh, Lee Nasahi, are are you with us? One of the most rewarding and collaborative initiatives that AAVL has had over the past several years is working as part of 
the Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition, which is uh, really headed by the Vision Serve Alliance. The Vision Serve Alliance is a group of which um, ACB is a member and AAVL as well, composed of uh, scores of organizations in the blindness field. And the work that they are doing uh, with respect to seniors with vision loss is um, truly groundbreaking. And although there's a long way to go, it is off to a great start. The executive director of uh, the Vision Serve Alliance um, is a longtime uh, provider of services in the field of blindness in the state of Florida, and now is heading this outstanding effort through Vision Serve Alliance, uh, Lee Nasahi. And I want to introduce Lee to say a few words today to um, our 25th anniversary audience. Lee, welcome. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do this. I would have been there in person, but February 10th is our son Joe's birthday. And I know we'll be involved in serious celebrations of our own. So I didn't want to miss the opportunity to tell you how much we appreciate the Alliance on Aging and Vision Losses uh, participation and just excellent work, not just the work you do with us, but the work that you all have been engaged in for now 25 years. Congratulations. So as Jeff said, I am leading Vision Serve Alliance, and I stepped into that role on March 1st, 2019. And I don't think I was on the job two weeks when Dr. Chris Rogers contacted me and asked if Vision Serve Alliance would support the, the longstanding work that she led through AFB on aging and vision loss, because it appeared AFB was taking a different direction. It really wasn't until I said yes and started to work with doc, uh, uh, Dr. Rogers and so many others like Jeff that I really understood, I'm just going to say it, the appalling state of affairs for older adults living with blindness and low vision and really understood how much work there was to do. So I, I want to, first of all, thank Pris and Jeff, and Anisio, and so many people who brought this to our attention and advocated for it to become really our number one issue at Vision Serve Alliance. Um, we created this Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition five years ago, and Jeff and Anisio were early participants with our steering committee and developing the plans and initiatives along with Pris and, and so many other people. And um, also along the way, of course, Larry Johnson and your president, your current president, Doug Powell, became involved. And um, I can attest to the passion and commitment of the Alliance in its quest to do much more than just talk. You are people of action. I've experienced members engaging in all the aspects of your purpose, which is to improve the well-being of adults experiencing vision loss, I, I noted on your website all the aspects of that, um, advocating, providing support, supporting education awareness and rehabilitation services, cooperating with public and private institutions, 
providing for a free exchange of ideas and encouraging adults, especially older adults, to realize their potential and assume their role as valued members of the community. I've been witness to the Alliance doing all of those things and more. It's making a difference for adults with blindness and low vision. And Jeff, yeah, there is a lot more for us to do together. But with your help and participation and and everyone in the coalition, I believe we are making a difference and will do more. I've really appreciated the Alliance's leading the initiative to develop consumer advocacy training. It's so important. And championing the Aging and Vision Loss Big Data Project. You know, I consider that project to be one of the most significant things we've taken on in this field. Certainly one of the most significant things Vision Serve Alliance has ever done. And I don't think we would have been able to do it without the help of the Alliance. We look to you all for guidance and leadership and what to do next. And this year, we're actually going to be seeking congressional sponsorship of the draft legislation entitled Teddy Joy's Law, named for your founder, which we believe has the power to transform how services are funded, funded, structured, and delivered to older adults living with blindness and low vision. So um, we look forward to putting that consumer advocacy to work together on this initiative. It will not be easy in this political environment, but um, you know that never stopped us from moving forward. So I want to thank you again, congratulate you all again, and please ask you to keep up the terrific and much-needed work on behalf of aging Americans with blindness and low vision. Thank you, Lee. I know you're not here, but (laughs) I I thank Lee for her comments. And um, I believe Neva Fairchild is here. Um, She she got a door prize, and uh, hopefully she's still here. And she will. Uh, also, she also uh, had some remarks she wanted to make. Thank you, Doug. I'm honored to be here to congratulate AAVL as well as to throw down a gauntlet. It is not time for us to rest on our laurels. It is not time for us to spend too much time patting ourselves on the back. It is time to keep going. We have so much to do. Lee mentioned the big data project. Many people in our country, legislators, leaders, service providers, even families do not understand the vastness of the number of people with vision loss who are 65 and older. The national average is around 8%. That doesn't sound like too many people, does it? But if you boil that down to eight out of 100 people have vision loss who are over 65, think about your church, your synagogue, the places you go where older people are present Eight out of 100 of them probably isn't seeing so well. You can also extrapolate that to about two out of 10, okay? 
it's a it's a huge huge number 10,000 people turning 65 every day 8% of those are having trouble with their vision that's a big number and we know that the older blind program which is present in every state in some form is only reaching about 4% of the people it could reach that are available that are um, that live with vision loss and need help. We have to change that. We have to keep going. We have to help those people too. I believe that ACB and AVL can do so much to help people learn to live with vision loss and to live well with vision loss and to not fear it and decline because of it, but to thrive. I echo Oral Miller's advocating for staying the course. Let's keep going. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. And uh, this is great. Uh, uh, you're moving us toward, uh, toward uh, the, the present and the future. So um, I appreciate your, uh, your uh, thoughts on, on uh, having to, we still got work to do. Uh, Danette, we have another door prize, I believe. I do, I do. This is door prize number five, and it's from Blind Girl De Design, either an apron or a T-shirt from Kathy Gerhardt, and it goes to Andrea Connor. Great. Congratulations, Andrea. <laughs> uh, the next thing we have is our first annual uh, presentation of the Teddy Joy Remhild uh, Service Award. And um, so that, again, is, is uh, given to someone who has given service. So we're, we're, we're still a little bit in our past. But um, I'm going to turn it over to Larry. And uh, I, you know, I, 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 I'm really excited about who's getting this award and uh, their uh, contribution and so uh, without further ado, I'll, I'll uh, hand it over to Larry. Thank you, Doug. Uh, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, by the way, he's the chair of the 25th annual, uh, you know, 25th anniversary celebration. He's also the chair of the awards committee. So um, he's, he's worked very hard on this whole day. So I wanted to take the, take the opportunity to acknowledge you, Larry. Thank you, Doug. Thank you very much. So, who was Teddy Joy? We've heard a little bit about her. First of all, she was born in Los Angeles on May the 1st, 1933. She had a difficult childhood, being abandoned by her mother soon after her birth. And she was raised by her grandmother, Amy Brooks. She demonstrated very early on her writing capabilities, writing a column for her school newspaper, which she called Babylene Brooks. Teddy Joy married and had three children. However, the marriage ended in divorce, and she was forced to raise her children as a single mom. She worked as a cafeteria worker and a medical transcriber. She began losing her vision in her early 30s, and by age 35, had lost most of her central vision. 
She returned to college and at age 54 graduated from the University of Southern California with a degree in gerontology. After working for a number of agencies in the Silver Springs, Maryland area, she returned to California and accepted a job with the Personal Assistance Service Council, working well into her 70s. She joined the American Council of the Blind and became president of the Greater Los Angeles Chapter. Later on, she was elected second vice president of the California Council of the Blind. She was a founding member of the Association for Multicultural Concerns. She was actively involved with Friends in Art, Government Employees, Blind Pride International, the Committee on Women's Concerns, and was the chair of the ACB Committee on Aging and Blindness, which became the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. She was a prolific writer, a poet, a speaker, and an advocate, especially on issues affecting aging and vision loss. Teddy Joy passed away on August 16th, 2016. She said, aging is not something that happens one day when you turn 65. It's a lifelong process and requires attention and planning. And it is her indomitable spirit and legacy that we are honoring here today, the 25th anniversary of the organization which she boldly founded the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. And it is only appropriate that we should pay tribute to her memory and honor that legacy by establishing a special award in her name, the Teddy Joy Remhill Service Award, to be given to a member of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss who has provided exemplary service in advancing the purposes of this organization by striving to improve the quality of life and well-being of older adults experiencing vision loss. The awards committee was proud and pleased to receive several stellar nominations, but one of them stood out among all others. First, because we received three separate nominations for the same person. But even more significant was the list of accomplishments and their many years of dedicated service, both in their professional career and also as a volunteer at the local, state, and national level on behalf of older blind citizens. This person, this person, was a former president of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss and hails from the great golden state of California. Drum roll, please. I am honored to announce the first Teddy Joy Remhild Service Award presented 
by the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss to Mr. Jeff Tom for his outstanding service in striving to improve the quality of life and well-being of older adults experiencing vision loss on this day, February 10th, 2024. Congratulations, Mr. Tom. Well, thank you. I, I, I Obviously, I'm uh, a little bit uh, 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 unprepared for this. I would say I'm not sure whether Teddy Joy would be glad I'm receiving the award or not. On the one hand, Teddy Joy and I had a very uh, tempestuous relationship. Whenever she thought I wasn't doing enough on something, she minced no words in telling me that I wasn't doing enough. And there were other times when she thought I was doing pretty well. So, but I'm really, what this award means to me is um, the fact that I am so proud to have um, been president during a time when we really began to grow our organization from, you know, approximately 25 members to about 150. I had a fantastic board. And I, I'm not going to try and name them all because I'll miss someone, but I really want to um, give a special shout out to our treasurer, who you'll hear later today, I believe, Kathy Gerhardt, who she was so on top of everything. And um, I think it's so important that we continue to grow. We have been doing that under Doug's outstanding leadership. And again, I, I think I'll just stop to say I, I am very proud of getting this award, and I certainly will continue to do all that I can for AAVL. So thank you. Well, Jeff, I, I want to add my congratulations to Larry's and all of ours. I think a lot of people in, uh, attending this celebration are members because of your leadership. And um, I can't imagine anybody who deserves this award more than you. Um, and I just, it's a pleasure having worked with you and continuing to work with you. So um, as we move from the past into the present and future, uh, it's perfect that Jeff has this award because he's been instrumental in, uh, in making our past and passing it along to, to me um, uh, toward our future. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed working with you as your adv advocacy uh, committee chair and vice president before I became president. And I continue to enjoy working with you um, as, as we move forward um, in your role as immediate past president. And uh, I appreciate the fact that you uh, are in it every day and have, uh, you know, have contributed, uh, continue to attribute so much to this organization. So mo moving forward now, um, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to introduce to you Sandy Troiano, who is one of the people who makes this uh, place tick. And Sandy is on our board. Sandy is the webmaster. And I, I wish I had, I, I, I think every affiliate wishes they had a webmaster like Sandy, because whenever something comes up, she says, does this go on the website? How do you know when, how do you want it on the website? And, and she uh, bullies things through, I'm mean, not bullies things, but uh, she's bullheaded about getting things on the website. And I think we have one of the most 
uh, up-to-date, relevant websites around because of because of Sandy Troiano. But the, uh, the other place where she really shines and where she her contributions are are so well um, uh, received is the ins and outs of uh, sight loss later in life. The weekly call that she does on the community um and uh so i'd I'd like uh sandy to talk a couple minutes about about that thank you very much doug for the introduction and your kind words and first jeff congratulations on the award well deserved um i do do two things for aavl and one is the support group call the ins and outs of sight loss later in life or as i think of it the tuesday support group call I started that as a way to pay forward all the support I got from blind people when I was losing my sight later in life. And I must quickly say that one of those persons was Earl. He was became a very close friend and mentor and got me involved with AAVL and ACB. But I know from my own experience, the best way to adjust to sight loss is to talk to someone who's gone through it before you. So we're getting I'd say maybe in the low 20 number of people who come on the call each week, it varies, but it has been growing. We've got a core group that's been coming for what, two, three years now, but we keep getting new people, which is also very good. I always have topics in mind, but I tell people at the start of the call that it's their support group call. So if someone has something they want to talk about, they should take the floor. And very often, one or two people have a topic that matters to them or an experience that they want to talk about. We never know in advance what the call is going to be like. Sometimes it goes very deep. We talked about depression and anxiety as it ties in with vision loss. I, couple of people have even mentioned that they had contemplated suicide at one point. So that was one of the very deep calls. But I think in a way it was cathartic for a lot of people on that call. Sometimes it can be much lighter. Once we're all dying of laughter, we talked about restrooms on trains and planes because they never seem to be set out the same way. So you just don't know what you're going to get each Tuesday. But it's a group I look forward to seeing every Tuesday. It, it means a lot to me. And um. The other thing I do is overseeing the content on the website. My goal with the website was to make it a one place to go to if you're losing sight. And so we have pages that talk about us and all our events and how to join. We've got a page that goes through all sorts of resources you can go through. They may not be all that useful resources because we know we need a lot more help for people losing sight, but they are places to go where you can get training or you can get basic information. I think there's about 40 items on that page. We have a page dealing with technology, talks about magnifiers and screen readers, smart speakers, and all sorts of apps that people use to help them as they negotiate how to live life when you can't see. We've got a page dealing with mobility and um, transportation. We even have a page that talks about entertainment. We're working with our wonderful web guru, the one who actually puts stuff on the web and that corridor. She and I are beginning to work on a revamp of the website that we hope to have out within the next months or so um, to make it even more user friendly. But again, if anyone has any comments about the website, I'd love to hear them because my goal is to make it that one place to go when you're losing sight and you don't know where to start. Thank you, everyone. Thanks very much, Sandy. What we can do is, while Danette's getting unmuted, um, we can move to Anisio. Uh, Anisio Correa is uh, my vice president. 
and he's also the head of the uh, advocacy committee. And um, Anisio, could you tell us a little bit about what we're working on and and what our plans are for you know the next for the next little while? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Doug, um, and happy birthday to the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. And Jeff, my congratulations as well on being the first recipient of the award. It just turns out that uh, I became aware of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss after working in the field of vision rehab for over 40 years. Um, I, I only became aware of it when I be, when I was involved with the Vision Serve Alliance and the Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition and saw the role that Jeff had in that coalition and the fact that he always brings in the his AAVL hat, which was wonderful. That's how I got to know the organization. Um, so I'm I'm happy to be the I'm uh, so glad to be the honor to be the 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 chair of the our advocacy committee, and of course our advocacy changes uh, every year as the needs of blind all the blind and visually impaired people's needs evolve as well. This year, our main advocacy issue uh, is around the reauthorization of the Older Americans Act. Uh, the Older Americans Act, um, also known as the OAA, is due for, for reauthorization at the end of this year. And one of the things that we are uh, advocating for with our legislators is the need to include uh, words and concepts around blindness, low vision, and dual sensory loss, uh, vision and hearing loss in the act. Uh, right now, there's no mentioning of blindness, low vision, or, or deafness, or hard of hearing. And we believe that by having those words and those, those populations included and mentioned in the act, that somehow there will there, there will be a, a spillover effect and the the local agencies that implement the older american act um services the triple a's the area agency on aging that exists in each major metropolitan area and county we hope that by having that language introduced that they will be more likely to become more responsive to our needs which right now they're not they in fact they're not even aware of you know what blind people are um in, in among their constituency or what service whether their services are accessible to the population or not so we're hoping to to do that obviously uh, as part of that advocacy we are we are reaching out to senators and soon also to the uh house representatives that are in committees that will be directly involved in the, the discussion of the Older Americans Act and the, the reauthorization process. So if you want to join us, if you want to be part of that process, please get in touch with us um, at the at the Alliance, and we'll be sure to have you uh, involved in the in in these uh, in the process. We will have our next meeting is going to be coming up on the 19th of February where we'll be kind of um, uh, going back and uh, and uh, uh, checking out what's been done so far 
and then also identifying folks to continue the outreach to their local representatives in those committees. The other big piece in our advocacy, obviously, and Lee Nasser, he mentioned it before, is our involvement with the Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition. Uh, and around there, we, we certainly involved in issues like ensuring more um, Medicare funding uh, to, to pay for vision rehab services, increasing the number of, um, of professionals available to provide those services and all those all those issues. But um, my feeling is, and I'm so glad to be part of the AAVL, is that really we should be the largest, and hopefully we will be soon, the largest affiliate of, of the American Council of the Blind, just because of the people that we represent. But thank you so much, Doug. It's been a pleasure working with you as well. Thanks, Anicio. Yeah, we don't well, we don't take on uh, little jobs, do we? <laughs> trying no, to change yes. uh, trying to change service delivery to all, every yes. all of older uh, uh, Americans. Great, um, Danette, uh, are, are you able to unmute? The fourth Monday of the month is our event. What I call a AAVL event call, and we've done cruising and traveling and caregiving and senior housing and i can connect and we've done this once a month that's what we do and this time this february we're doing scams have you been scammed and we want to hear your stories about we do have a speaker we want to hear stories about being scammed and what what have you done what have you done to prevent it and how do you deal with that Great. Good, Danette. Thank you. Um, now, Sharon and Kathy, are you guys ready? We've been holding sure. a, 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 we've been holding an incentive to um, to, uh, to have people uh, join, uh, re or rejoin or join AAVL by February 1st. And we offered, uh, I think it's two, right? Uh, no, actually three. Uh, we have three, three prizes. Okay. Three $50 prizes. Um, you can either choose to have an Amazon card or you can have cash via way of check or Zelle. And Kathy, our treasurer, who will speak in a moment about our life members, um, will be in touch with you to arrange all that. And I just want to say uh, thank you as membership chair to everyone who's assisted us in bringing on new members and helping us to get um, members to renew. Um, that's been, we've had some good good numbers this year, as we say, and every member is precious to us. And I also want to give my congratulations to Jeff. So winner number one is Lorraine Brown of San Jose, California, and she has rejoined in 2024. Winner number two is Mary Castro from Mansfield, Ohio, and she is a new member. And by the way, uh, what Kathy did to choose the drawing is she used Lady A, Madame Alexa, and did a random search. Uh, I don't know how many numbers, how many members we have, uh, more than over 140, I think. Anyway, and number three is Sandy Burgess, also a new member from Springfield, Massachusetts, which is where I'm from, uh, in Massachusetts. So thank you to all three of you. And um, you'll be, Kathy will be in touch. 
Kathy, go ahead. Yes, thank you, Sharon. Um, and thank you to uh, everybody who's here on the call today. Uh, congratulations to Jeff. And we wanna thank all, uh, all our members, um, past, present, and future. We're open for new members 365 days a year. But today, I would like to mention the AAVL Life members. I can't, I can't uh, mention everybody, unfortunately. That would not be well received. But I can mention our Life members um, that we have this year and have had for many years. And some are new. Um, so uh, without further ado, First of all, I should say our life members are, are those who have joined and paid $200 in dues, and that uh, covers the $10 portion of the AAVL dues uh, for, their, for their lifetime. So uh, in alphabetical order, we have Carolyn Burley, Karen Campbell, Jane Corona, Grady Ebert, Paul Edwards, Suzanne Erb, Doug Hildy, Linda Holliday, Christine Hunsinger, Jim Jurak, Karen Johnson, Larry Johnson, Bill Lewis, Kathy Lyons, Roberta McCall, uh, Donald Morrow, Deanna Noriega, Doug Powell, Mary Lee Turner, Frank Welty, David Wilder, and Renee Zellickson. So thank you all very much for your support. And uh, we thank every person that's been a former, current, and future member of AAVL. One of the things that uh, we decided this year was that in addition to the extremely um, important work of advocacy that Anisio is, is heading up, we wanted to have uh, something for our members and we decided to call it AAVL Cares. And what that is, is that uh, we have a small team of people who will meet by phone or email confidentially with a member who requests to speak to us about whatever might be happening for them. It could be they're making a move from their own home to assisted living. Maybe they're getting a new guide dog. Maybe they're having a health issue. Maybe they're having a happy event. Uh, whatever it might be, we're there uh, to do that. And, and it's been very rewarding. Uh, sometimes what we're able to do is connect people with resources in the rehab arena beyond what we do in AAVL, but most of the time it's being a listening ear. I will post on our list again uh, how, if any members on the call would like to avail themselves of that, how to do that. Um, there's myself and one other person whom you can contact and we'll assign someone uh, to be in touch with you. So I hope that that's a valuable service uh, for people. 
We also have, uh, Sharon also uh, helps people um, if they have uh, phones and, you know, they don't have uh, smartphones and they don't have computers. Um, Sharon also coordinates uh, helping people uh, pair up with somebody who does and uh, call into the monthly meeting and the uh, board meeting. So if, if you know someone who needs help in in dialing into the um, to those two meetings uh, each month, then uh, please let Sharon know, and, and she'll help you. You know, help get you hooked up. And we also have a discussion uh, list as well, too. Yeah, Kathy and Sharon are two of the people who uh, you know keep this uh, organization uh, ticking um, with their <clears throat> with their roles as uh, Sharon membership and um, Kathy the treasurer. So thank you. And, oh, and uh, Sharon is secretary also, so she she uh, holds that holds that role as well. Um, so we have uh, we have a slot um, here for the Hourglass, which is our newsletter, and Lisa George, um, she is the treasurer of the Washington Council of the Blind, and they have their board meeting today for, at the same time that our, this meeting is going on. So um, she uh, was unable to be with us. The Hourglass at present time is uh, published twice a year. And uh, in, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, November or December usually, and uh, in uh, June. So, um, and we contemplate, uh, we, we think about uh, maybe putting it out more often, but we're not sure. Uh, you know what? What we would, you know, so we haven't we haven't figured out whether we want to do that or not. Um, it is a fair amount of work, and um, uh, people get quite a bit of information through emails and such. So, um, but we are still looking at whether we want to increase that. Um, and uh, uh, Lisa is always looking for submissions. So if you have anything that's um, that you think would uh, other people, older people who have vision loss would be interested in, um, please uh, send it along to Lisa George or um, the hourglass at aavl-blind-seniors.org um, to, you know, to, uh, and I, I believe that will get it to her. All right, Danette, door price time. Door prize, yay! So this time it is a $50 IRA credit donated by Sharon Strokowski, and it goes to you, my friend <clears throat> Denise Colley. Yay! Yay! All right, I know how to find Congratulations. her. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, good. All right. Congratulations. So I, I, I have a little bit of time here to talk about some other projects that we're working on um, currently or are anticipating working on. Um, and the first one is a guide to choosing a housing community of some sort. So we have, we've put together, we've put together a document and um, we are looking at different ways of distributing this information so that it will be useful to 
uh, our members and also to uh, anyone who is uh, getting older and, and starting to look at um, their housing options. We uh, continue to have a partnership with the, um, the Vision Serve Alliance and the um, uh, Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition. And we certainly will continue to, to uh, work with them. Uh, we were pleased to have Lee Nasahi here um, to congratulate us, and we will continue our partnership with them. The other thing that I, I just spoke to a gentleman yesterday, um, uh, we had a session at last year's convention on the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's or dementia. And it was brought up in that meeting that uh, some of the protocols that are used to identify people with uh, um, Alzheimer's and dementia are visual cues. And so, um, uh, one of our members is uh, working with a uh, professor at the uh, University of Georgia, and he has some alternatives. And um, I talked to him yesterday, and he is willing to put together uh, himself and a couple of his students to put together a paper that would outline some of these alternative uh, protocols to use to, to assess people with cognitive um, uh, deterioration and we hope uh, that will uh, then we will be able to send that along to the Alzheimer's Association and also make it available on our website as reference and resources for other people um, to to uh, you know to be able to uh, uh, more effectively assess uh, cognitive decline so that I mean, we're just uh, every day we're we're coming up with new things to try to help uh, uh, people, older people in America uh, who are going blind or you know have have been blind to um, to uh, function more uh, successfully within the the quote normal society unquote. Um, so the other thing. Um, uh, I did want to say that we, you can go to our website to, to join if you haven't done so yet, uh, even though we've uh, handed our, our $50 gift uh, gifts to people. Um, as Kathy said, we're, uh, we're in the uh, business of, uh, of uh, welcoming new members uh, 365 days a year. So if you don't, if you're not yet a member of AAVL, um, please uh, go to our website, which is www.aavl-blind-seniors, with an S, dot O-R-G, um, to um, find the membership information, and you can uh, pay through PayPal or um, Zelle. Uh, Doug, you, can also you have a hand check. raised. I'm not sure if you want to take hands. Um, I think... I think I want to get through a little bit more before okay. I uh, before I open it up because I know okay. we're running a little bit behind our timeline that we had. Yep. Okay. So I apologize for that. Um, also, as you notice, uh, we are a very participatory uh, affiliate, and so if you're interested in working on some of the issues that we have, um, uh, we're always open to new members of committees and work groups. 
So um, you can uh, contact me at president at aadl-blind-seniors.org. Um, and uh, we'll see. We'll get you on a committee and get you get you uh, engaged with us. Um, so let's uh, let's do uh, let's do a door prize, uh, Danette, quick. Okay. Well, this last door prize, door prize number six, is a twenty-five dollar gift card from AAVL. And really, I did say one through 37, and it said number one, and that's me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> really, that's the truth. It is. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will, no, I will attest that when you are on a Zoom call, you are always the first at the top of the yes. list. So I will, I will testify that she is correct. <laughs> All right. Congratulations <laughs> to that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so um, let's take that. Let's take that uh, that uh, question or or comment uh, real quick, please, uh, Sheila. Christy, I Christy. wanted. Christy. I know. I'm sorry. Thank you, Josh. Hate, I'm That's sorry. Right. Um, so I wanted you to talk about affiliates. Oh, good. Yes, we do have state affiliates. Thank you very much. Uh, we have uh, currently we have state affiliates in uh, California and Oregon, and we're very close to having one in Georgia. Um, if you are involved with your state affiliate and you want to start a chapter of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss in your in your state, um, we are we are very uh, welcoming of that. And we can help support you and, and let you know what you need to do to get there. And um, so please let us know, know if, if you uh, ha- have an interest in, in working on that in your state. And in, uh, in conclusion, I wanted to thank some people who put this thing together. So um, Larry Johnson, of course, um, has worked very diligently, as I said, on both this uh, uh, both this celebration and the award committee. Um, so I wanted to make sure we thank him, Jeff, Tom, uh, Larry Gassman, Regina Marie Brink, and um, Joe Green worked on uh, getting those recordings, uh, the pre- pre-recorded material together and, and queued up and, and, uh, and Larry, uh, you know, oversaw their, their, uh, their seamless um, uh, playing today. Uh, oh, Patty just left, but Patty Slaby and, um, oh yeah, uh, Trish Leposky. Uh, Sharon Strzokowski, uh gave our the door prizes. They donated those door prizes, so I wanted to acknowledge those. And Kathy Gerhardt. I'm sorry. And Kathy Gerhardt don't gave the. And Kathy Gerhardt. Line. Sorry, Kathy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And um, Sheila Young, and event chair Danette Dixon, who uh, also worked on this. So thank you all. I hope you guys had a great time. And I look forward to working with you in the future.
Thank you very much for the door price. I didn't <laughs> expect that. 